Hey guys, it's Chels Pinky here from Black Girls Texting. Just hope you all are having a great holiday and just wanted to take a moment to say we are thankful. We're thankful for you all to listening to us and we're really thankful for all our black girls doing shit, especially this one. Thank you, Allison Felix. Stay tuned for the episode. Love ya. Happy holidays. It's Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text. You better answer me back. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the washing machine queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. It's Glenn at Bedside Brat. Wow, you did us. Goodbye. Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting. Tea is steadily spilled in our group chat, and each week we let you in on it. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the Washing Machine Queen. I'm Glenn at Bedstyle Brat, and I'm Shade at Black Girls Texting. And today we have an incredible guest. I'm shook. She came in, hair laid, beautiful. Um, we have Allison Felix. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. So Allison is a track and field sprinter and you've competed in the 100 200 and 400 meters i don't know what that means so i'm gonna really need you to expound upon that when we get into it but you are the most decorated track and field olympian in history a mother activist and so much more and we're really honored to have you here and excited to share your story with our listeners and i'm I'm just shook because as i was doing more and more research on you i was like wait hold up like this is not a joke (laughs) well that was quite the intro thank you you're very welcome it's well deserved yeah i mean so I met you because we have a mutual friend Mm -hmm. and I got to hold your beautiful baby (laughs) who was like the sweetest little thing. She loved you. (laughs) And and my boyfriend was holding her and I was like, that looks good, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then like in the news, all this stuff was happening Mm -hmm. that I hadn't even known about at the time. Um, And then I just kept seeing it on my Instagram about your contracts and all of that. Could you just give our listeners a little background about like all of the happenings that of like a few months ago I guess yeah yeah so it's kind of been a crazy year for me um so it's almost been a year now but um, about 11 months ago um I had my daughter Cameron and um even before I had my daughter I was going through negotiations with a new contract and um I was looking to resign with where I was at which was with Nike and um Negotiations were really difficult, which, you know, it's not always surprising. But um, what was surprising to me was the area of difficulty was around protection for maternal um, protection around maternity, pretty much Um, with track and field. The way that the contracts work is um, a lot of it is there are um, reductions based on your performance and you know, when you have a child, um, they don't really care. You know, there's no security around that. There's no protection, even though they are continuing to use your image and, you know, have appearances and all that you're still working, you know? Um, and then when you do return, there is no really time to get back to where you were. Um, and you know, to me, that was like, that was a sticking point of when they were not willing to, put the language in the contract that was most important to me because it wasn't really 
only about me. It was about the next generation of, you know, women coming after me. Um, I was kind of in the thick of it already and I didn't plan to have any more children. And so um, it was really about looking forward. And it was something in my sport that has happened for ever since I could remember um, Hmm. where, you know, women would get pregnant and it would be this, you know, just silence around it. They would either hide it or, you know, Mm. secure their contract and then let their, you know, their employer know. And um, it almost just became like a thing like, oh, you know, it's no big deal. That's how it's done until it was me. And I realized that, you know, that's not the way that things should be done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it became, you know, a a sticking point. I was really disappointed of how hard I had to fight. you know, for it. Other women spoke up about it as well. And um, eventually I ended up leaving over that point. I have an amazing new partner now, Athleta. Um, but yes, yeah, it became, <laughs> it became, you know, a big enough deal where I had to ask myself, you know, what is, what is it, what is my purpose really? You know, is it worth um, standing up for? You know, there mm-hmm. are consequences, there are risks involved, but does it mean that much to me? Um, to do that. So it was that important to me. So that's kind of the whole contract situation. I went to an event with, um, and I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing her name incorrectly, Alicia Montaño. Yes. And she was talking about how her perspective was very much like, until she was pregnant and having kids, she didn't realize how much of like a male dominant yes. like sense there was with the sport. But also that like, pregnancy was almost treated as though like it's like if you were like injured or like exactly which I was like what how is that possible Mm, it's so crazy I mean in a lot of instances and I I believe um, it was the case with Alicia who was also with Nike for a time um, when she was pregnant where they will just pause your contract Mm -hmm. so it's like you're just not getting paid Mm -hmm. you know until you come back and then when you come back you know you face these reductions or surrounding your performance if you're right. not automatically like where you left off. Right. So it's kind of just crazy cycle. And it's really like contract focused because if you're, you don't just go to the Olympics and like get paid. Yes. It's like around your sponsorship and whatever brand is partnering with you. Exactly. I mean, it's really where in track and field where your livelihood comes from is Got it. by shoe sponsors predominantly. So also when I decided to really take a stand on this, it wasn't just like a Nike thing. It mm-hmm. was industry wide. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of other companies, you know, did take care of their athletes and take care of women, but it wasn't in the contracts. And, you know, that's really where it needed to be like contractually that you're protected. And I think um, you know, we really called for other companies to, you know, to join it and try to make it a real like movement. Yeah, we were when we were planning for this episode. We were reminded of the, the debates around student athletes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, their ability to get paid mm-hmm. um, while they're like at school on full scholarship. Um, just wondered if you had any thoughts on that. And we know that you were a student athlete. And yeah, just anything you want. Yeah. To um, well, I definitely am for the athletes getting paid. I mm-hmm. mean, the NCAA system is just so backwards, you know? Um, yeah, and it's it's frustrating to see, you know, these kids who a lot of them are struggling, you know, mm-hmm. and have the opportunity to take care of their families mm-hmm. and, um, 
you know, the schools are profiting and mm -hmm. coaches are profiting and mm -hmm. everyone's profiting except the athletes. And so, um, you know, it was a major thing that happened here in California. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, hopefully we just keep moving in the right direction because there's still obviously way more to be done. Yeah. I mean, I see that across brands. I work for a, a big sports company. I won't oh. name them. But <laughs> the listeners know, They're but Nike's okay. cousin, I'll say. Okay. <laughs> German cousins. Um, but like they talk about diversity all the time and I'm like, I'm in this office and, mm. you know, sometimes they, when they talk about diversity, they'll talk about women mm. and I'm like, it's, it's deeper than that as mm -hmm. well. Slash, you guys aren't even doing a good job with this. So it's just like being that squeaky wheel or squeaky thing yeah. in the wheel and Cog. making, making noise or else like, it's just like they get to just say whatever they want and mm -hmm. not actually be about it. Um, but following the whole conversation about student athletes and your experience with Nike and um, maternal reproductive rights and all of that, um, the big thing in the news is Kaepernick right now. And athletes, you know, kind of being able to be activists. Like, how do you feel hmm. being, an being an athlete and like, you know, that's your craft, that's your livelihood, that's your passion, but also like you're a human being. So you have other passions that, that you need to be an activist for, you want to choose to be an activist for, do those things ever butt heads or is that difficult to, to balance? Like, Yeah, I, it is. I think it's a really interesting time for athletes right now. I think it's a really special time and it's mm -hmm. a cool time to be a part of because I think more now than ever, you're seeing athletes stand up for things they're passionate about, for mm -hmm. what they believe in. Um, but it does come at a cost. I mean, right. we see what's happening with Colin right now. And um, I think that not every person has the either, I don't know if privilege is the right word, but who can do that? You know, mm. not everyone is in a position where they can risk, you know, risk that, whether they're taking care of their family or their children, um, because, you know, it, it comes at a very steep cost. Um, and yeah, so I think that, you know, I always see both sides. I think it's incredible when someone can stand up and um you know be at the forefront but i totally understand the person who can't as well um so i think it's really also about just like the collective and us coming together and using our voices um for those who can like sacrifice it all and for those who can do what they can what works you know for them ultimately do you think like overall like the sports industry is problematic in the way that we have these groups like i feel like I love football. Like, mm -hmm. I love football. It was mm -hmm. such a big part of, like, growing up. Mm -hmm. And so, like, even sometimes my co-hosts look at me a little sideways, <laughs> like, you still watch football? And I'm like, <laughs> I All that am. CTE? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I am. And, like, but I just, like, it, it's so, such ingrained in, like, our culture. But then mm -hmm. at the same time, I see, like, the, the racism with the NFL. Mm -hmm. I yeah, see yeah. the racism with the NBA, the NHL. Oh, my gosh. A whole nother story. Yeah. So, like. I don't know thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, I completely <laughs> relate to you because I don't. I, you see both sides of it. Like I, I'm the same way. I love sports. Like I, you know, it's who I am. Mm -hmm. And but at the same time, I'm all for the cause. You know, so it's like, how do you balance? And I don't know what like, you know, I don't know if the correct answer is that you can only, you know, we have to ban it and mm -hmm. you know you can't do it. But you know, how do you also work with the cause? You know. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's just, it's hard, you know? I, I don't know the answer. Yeah. 
Switching gears a little bit, um, I'm 26 years old, so I'm not ready to have children yet. But I do think about it in the future. I hope to be a mother one day. Mm-hmm. And um, what I've been seeing in the news a lot is black women's mm-hmm. like experience giving birth, like black women dying mm-hmm. or like all these complications. And it's like it's terrifying. I'm like, if that even happens, I'll probably have so much anxiety that yeah. some, I won't make it out, you know. Mm. Um, could you talk about your experience, you know, the process of being a black pregnant woman and then delivering the baby because I think we just hear like all these kind of scary stories Mm -hmm. um and I don't know I just like to hear more experiences we read that you had preeclampsia yeah 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 yeah. so to add to your scary stories (laughs) right here's another another. (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you know it's funny because like I feel like I had heard the statistics like you're talking about and I was like aware, but I just never thought it would be me. Mm-hmm. I think because I'm a professional athlete, like I'm healthy, healthy. Mm-hmm. I know what to do to take care of my body. Mm-hmm. I exercised throughout my entire pregnancy and I felt good. I had a really great pregnancy. Um, I trained all the way up until the day before I gave birth. Um, Whoa. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I felt really great doing it. And so I went into the doctor for a routine appointment at 32 weeks, um, and I was like, she wanted to monitor me. So she like had hooked me up, and I was back there for like a really long time. And I, I had a busy day. <laughs> I was right. like, okay, what's going on? Like, I I was supposed to, like, have this shoot, like, later on. And so I'm like, what's going on? She finally comes in and she's like, I want to send you over for more testing and, like, monitoring. And so I was like, okay, well, let me go do this shoot and I'll get there, like, tomorrow. And she's like, no, you need to, like, go right away. Um, Her demeanor was pretty calm, though, so I didn't really like know exactly what was going on but Mm -hmm. i went over to the hospital and they monitored me for um a while longer and then they admitted me um, and things just kind of went downhill from there Mm -hmm. um that's when they told me i had a severe case of preeclampsia what Um, is preeclampsia for those who don't know yeah so it is um basically um elevated high blood pressure and um so in my situation um Basically, the baby was not able to continue to grow and do well um, inside of me. So my health was in danger and the baby's health was in danger as well. So my blood pressure was so high to the point where they were worried about stroke and about like losing vision and like all of these things. So not only was, you know, the baby not able to um, do well, neither was I. And it was a very severe case. And so things just started moving really rapidly. So they went from, you know, when they admitted me, the goal was to be able to be in the hospital for like two more weeks um, and then try to, you know, deliver then. Um, I had just a really bad night in the hospital and, you know, Mm -hmm. it just, it was really scary. And I just got the feeling I was like, there's no way I'm going to make it two weeks. my family was across the country, so I just called them. I was like, you know, I think if you guys want to be here, it's probably best to, like, jump on a plane and get mm-hmm. over here. And literally um, the next day, I ended up having an emergency, emergency C-section, um, and my daughter came, and it was it was really scary. We weren't really sure which way things were going to go for either of us. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my family made it, and thankfully, you know, in the end, everything turned out okay. We had a... a, a a month's stay in the NICU. 
Um, I had a, a little bit of a stay in the hospital as well. Um, and you know, I, that high blood pressure continued and just different complications with all of that. Um, but eventually things subsided and my daughter was an amazing fighter. It was, it was yeah, amazing to watch so her. Cute. They say that black, um, black female babies are the strongest. Like, I was like, yeah. of course they are. Yeah. Like, oh that comes goodness. as no surprise. <laughs> they have little like names for all the other, like, well, I won't go into Ooh, that. They have other names. <laughs> they have, yeah. <laughs> but the the black um, girls are the strongest. So I was like, okay. It was, She's a fighter. Yeah. It was encouraging, like, to hear that when you're going mm-hmm. through it. And like, okay. And you see it. And so everything worked out. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. That is. But you even mentioned you're healthy. You know, I feel like when people talk about the reasons behind black women having this these like yeah. high rates of issues when giving birth, they chop it up to low income, mm-hmm. uh, bad eating habits, mm-hmm. stress. But I mean, I don't know your personal life, but it doesn't seem like you fit that mold. Yeah. Why do you think this is an issue for black women? So this is what was just super eye opening to me and what made me just even more passionate about this cause is that we don't really understand Mm. there has to be like more research done but you're absolutely right you know um someone who myself is privileged had excellent health care um felt heard like Mm -hmm. and still ended up in this situation i think a lot of times you know unfortunately we have to advocate black women have to advocate for our own health you know Mm -hmm. we're not really heard um we're not believed all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so these are things I think also some women might feel intimidated in doctor's office. Like mm-hmm. there's all these like, yeah. um, you know, contributing factors, but at the end of the day, there has to be more research done. And that's why um, I had the opportunity to go before Congress and to tell my story wow. and just to, you know, raise awareness around this because mm-hmm. it's absolutely insane that, you know, in 2019, this is such a huge issue, and it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, that moment that you described for us sounds really scary, and we know um, that your faith is really important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you had to call upon that in that moment, but throughout your career as well, and just wondered if you can share more about the importance of faith yeah. in life. Yeah, um, my faith is extremely important to me. I'm, I'm a strong believer. Um, my dad is a pastor, grew mm. up in a Christian household. Um, but yeah, it's just really the core of who I am. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, just time and time again, I think, you know, not just in my career, in anyone's, like, you know, mm-hmm. your life is such up and downs um, mm-hmm. that, you know, you're constantly, well, I constantly find myself, you know, depending on my faith and, um you know, you just see it displayed at in in your journey. You know, different um, different times, and so to me, it's always what centers me and keeps me grounded and helps me get through. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I know your brother is your manager. Mm-hmm. How is it working with fam? It's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's amazing. Me and my brother have a really special relationship. We've always been really close. Um, he's my older brother. And so he's always wanted to take care of me. Mm. Um, he's just always spoiled me. He's like, he's the absolute best. And so, um, (laughs) in this industry, it's just great to be able to trust someone. Mm -hmm. And we didn't always work together. And so, you know, I definitely know both sides of it. And it's just comforting for me to be able to like focus on what I do, you know, where I'm the expert um, in my lane and I can depend on him and the team that he's built around us to do everything else. 
That's cool. Is he? He manages other athletes as well, right? He does. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Has, has that like? I don't know what I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you like given him like advice about managing other athletes, or like has his experience, you know, being the the brother of such a great athlete helped? Yeah. working with others well so he also he used to run as well so he oh. has great experience oh, like, oh so in y'all the sport. got good genes okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah he has a lot of great experience in the sport and i think that's a, a difference from a lot of different like managers and agents is that he you know he's been there before right. mm-hmm. um he understands and he's he's like just a really good guy so a lot of times you know he'll help people without the intention of like representing them or mm. just like want to see people like do well you know and be with like solid people um he's extremely smart and um he's just really to me he has a gift in this area Mm -hmm. and um it's it's amazing also to see him grow and to see his business grow and um and thrive and he's just he's super busy has a lot of amazing clients and doing really well that's only athletes yeah. I'm like does he have any I know podcasts? I know does he <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's like he wants know. to see people do well <laughs> hey. he likes to give advice <laughs> I, I have a, a really <laughs> random question Ask um me. what does it feel like when you're in your zone and you're running yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's um I feel like when everything is like clicking and mm. it's all going well it feels really easy mm. like it feels like almost like it's meant to be like it's um almost a little bit of like slow motion mm-hmm. um and it just i don't know it just all connects because then i'll have other moments where i'm not like yeah. quite in the zone and right. it's not and it feels just very hard like i'm trying so much and difficult yeah. and you know i think it's it's rare to get in that like flow um it's just it's a gift it's not always like it's not always there yeah mm-hmm. yeah was it hard to get back into that flow after giving birth yeah. to a human? Yes. <laughs> it has been you a look struggle. Incredible. Oh, the snap very back. kind. <laughs> it's been it's definitely been a struggle. I think, you know, I had an idea in my head of how I wanted to like come back and like nothing went according to plan. Like even mm. back to my birth, like I wanted like this amazing natural birth. Mm-hmm. Like I had this like where yes, mm-hmm. where I wanted to birth and like, you know, this whole thing in my head and like it nothing went according to plan. And so when I thought about like coming back to the sport, I was like, okay, well, I can take like 4 weeks off and then I'll be back and then it was like I'm just happy to be alive. So yes. yeah. let me like refocus and like mm-hmm. put things into perspective. So I went back much later than I expected. And then when I did come back, I just didn't feel like myself. It was a extremely humbling um, mm. situation. Mm. Just things that once came like just natural were just hard. You know, I remember the first, I guess like workout that I did was a 30 minute like walk. And I was like done afterwards. I was just like, I don't know if this is going to work out. Like (laughs) I'm power walking for 30 minutes and I'm like, I'm like dying. And, um, you know, we gradually just like built up on things, but it it took time. And I felt like I really had to be kind to myself because as an athlete, you know, you're like perfectionist and always like tough and difficult on yourself. And, um, there was just no way it was going to work like dealing with that and also just, in the space of being a new mom and like making all of that work together. It was just a, a difficult time. Yeah. That's yeah. so interesting. Cause your body is your machine, mm-hmm. your tool, and you can have control 
to an extent over how it's functioning based on like how you're training but i guess yes. in those moments you're like just, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not the same. Um, right. And I think it's like understanding that and like what that means and like figuring out like, okay, well, how do I get back to myself? Like, you know, what can I do differently? Like, how long is this going to take? And, you know, I've never done this before. So it's just like, okay, well, I'm going to have to figure this out. And at the mm. same time, wanting to be like present as a mom, as a mm. wife, like in all these spaces. And it's like, okay, well, you can't do everything all the time and yeah. um, figuring it out. Well, that segues perfectly mm-hmm. because we'd love to know about, yeah, balancing all of that. Did you meet your husband? Was it high school sweethearts, college sweethearts? Yeah. Young love. <laughs> it looks like young love on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> we met in high school. Okay. Um, oh. and <laughs> yeah, dated off and on, like had a long time apart, but um, ended up finding our way back to each other. And so it's, it's a great partnership, I think, because he understands what I do, you mm-hmm. know, and he supports that fully without like any ego, you know, it's mm. like, I think he, he really wants to, <laughs> um, he wants to see me shine and he like yes. helps me to do that. And I couldn't do it without him. Like, there's no way that I could be running like without the piece of him. Like right mm. now he's watching my daughter. Like it's right. it just. It's it's a team for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is baby Cammy going to be an athlete? I don't know. I don't want her to run. <laughs> I'm like, oh, maybe. Interesting. Why not? No, I don't. It's like track is such a hard sport to me. It's like, I don't know. I just want something different for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, if she wants to do it, then fine. But yeah. I hope like she wants to play like tennis or like golf or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she a little golf. Wait. <laughs> How did your family raise you as an athlete? Was it like a choice? Was it no, not a so choice at all? They, my parents like were not athletic. Well, my dad like ran in high school, but that was like the extent. My mom like walked quickly. Like they were just not, <laughs> they were not like that. Like you're going to do this family. Um, so I literally found track and field because I was at a new school um, in high school and I went out for the track team and my dad and my brother like encouraged me to go out to meet new people I did, and I just, like, fell in love with the sport. And I was like, oh, I'm good at this. Mm -hmm. Like, um, it became, like, you know, my space and my thing and took off from there. But it was, yeah, most people, like, who reach an Olympic level start at, like, five or six. You know, Mm -hmm. I started at 13, 14. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You majored in education, Mm -hmm. right, at USC? Yes. Would you, in another life, would you have been a teacher? That was my that was my dream to be a teacher. Mm. Um, I thought that's what I was going to do, be in the classroom. And I still love kids like mm-hmm. I have a passion for it. And so um, I just feel like I'll work with them in a different capacity now um, through, you know, I do a lot with nonprofits and um, so other ways. But um, I would have loved my mom's a teacher. And so I grew up in her classroom and helping her. So um, I always get those opportunities mm. to be in the classroom. But I don't think like at this stage that I'll end up there. What does your mom teach? Um, she taught third grade. Third grade. Yeah. Oh, she's since retired, age. but yeah. Cool. Yeah. Chelsea yeah. and I both have backgrounds in education. Oh, really? I teach kindergarten now. Oh, yeah. that's a gift. That's Ooh, so funny. It's yeah. A lot of work. Yes. And it takes like a <laughs> lot of funny. energy. Yeah, no, they're hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That's I feel like four, five, six is like my favorite age. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. You always like hear mag- people like so magical. older. Okay. Like, Everything like I think we had a we had a whole study about boo boos 
Did yeah, I heard about the boo boo study. So, <laughs> so everyone was getting like cuts and bruises. Mm. A girl broke her arm. It happens on the playground sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were all like, all these boo boos in our classroom. It wasn't my class. That okay. doesn't happen in my classroom. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but basically, like the kids did this whole study about the healing process mm. and. They had had to come up with all these theories, like how do your boo-boos heal? And it was very scientific, but mm. still very magical. Yeah. Like some kids were like, when you go to sleep, the boo-boo fairies come and <laughs> so they cute. fix your boo-boos and it changes color because they visit every, every night and it changes from, you know, red, then it gets white, then it's back to your skin color. It was like very, That's you so should have done so that with cute. yourself asking me if you had to chop off your leg. Oh yeah. She has what? a scar that's like, she's like, do you think okay and i was like it's a it's a scab it's, it's really scary looking chelsea the like, boo-boo fairy is gonna come and yeah it's gonna go through it's a stage gonna, and it's gonna change from that dark color and then it's gonna be fine <laughs> no i went on i went on a hike with on run to runyon canyon last mm-hmm. weekend with my boyfriend and okay he like i don't know what he packed but he packed some regular going out sneakers to hike <laughs> slip down the mountain oh, no. wait, wait. kick me in my leg <laughs> my whole ankle was bloody i was like wow and then i found i found like some hand sanitizer at the mango stand <laughs> and put it on my put it on my ankle and now i'm convinced that i have like gangrene or something oh, no. I think you're Lord, okay. I'm, I won't lose you my survive. Foot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> do you guys want to get into the what would you do? Wait, there is one more question that I don't think we asked. <gasps> you're absolutely right. You were mentioning about being in the Olympics. This oh, was, yes. This is you. This yeah. is my question. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll ask it. I feel like we kind of touched on it, but I'll ask it. Um, I just feel like you've won so many medals for this country. <laughs> like, so many. Uh, uh, let me Let me reiterate. Most decorated, <laughs> decorated track and field Olympian in history. <laughs> I always wonder for black athletes, you know, whether it be running for the United States or whatever sport that they are, you know, the best at, how does it feel like winning medals for a country that doesn't always, you know, love you back, I guess? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think in the Olympic space, it's hard too because I think a lot of times you see like your counterpart Mm -hmm. like either having way more success or like of so many more sponsorships because you like you feel and a lot of times it is fact that you don't have like the same like look you know you might be the Mm. same like athletically or a lot of times much better um but you don't have those blue eyes and that blonde hair um that's gonna cross over Mm -hmm. and like you know sell that product all the time Yeah, and so I think it can be really frustrating, um, like when you like break it down and, and look at it that way. Um, and for me, you know, I just constantly go back to like why I do it, and you know, just kind of. I think that's the only way that you can like survive through it. And then at the same time, when you see like so many things that are happening in society in America today, it is hard. I think I try to look at it as like, what can I do in my position? Like, I think it's a really great example to like be a black woman for those black girls out there and show them like what they can do and then what they can do with that platform like okay you have this platform now like what causes can i stand up for what change can i make um you know i think you just find ways to like make it work you know yeah Mm -hmm. this is a silly question 
But technically, if you did like Ancestry.com and found out that you were like mostly Nigerian or something. I don't think it works like could that. Could you compete for Nigeria? <laughs> no. Um, so, <laughs> I'm joking. I know you have to be oh. Well, there are some ways. Like, oh, people wait, really? do make it happen. Well, the tennis, I can't think of her name, but she's going to be representing oh, Japan. Oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, Naomi. Naomi, yeah. yeah. Osaka. Yeah, I believe she, she has her, her, one of her, she had to give up her U.S. Her, citizenship Yes, you I guess. do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, well, okay. Yeah, you definitely have to choose like where you're going to compete. So okay. usually it's a parent of yours is born there. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it can be like a grandparent, you know, like there definitely, you know, has to be a connection. But Oh, I yeah. can represent Grenada. Too bad I don't have any No skills. <laughs> <laughs> Not too late to find them. <laughs> well, it's so funny because like I come from a family of athletes and my dad like really tried. Like my dad oh, played God. basketball. My sister was a gymnast. My okay. brother ran track and field for Syracuse. And oh, my dad okay. was like, what happened to this one? Okay. My dad did the well, same Well, my hands thing. were, like, huge for, like, my age, okay. and I was really long. So he was like, basketball, here we go. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I don't like this. People pushing me. Not for you, around. yeah. No. No, my dad tried to make me play everything, and then I did nothing. And he's like, you could have been going to school for free. <laughs> now we paint. But then my, all my cousins went to school for free for football, and, like, they all thought they were going to be pro. And yeah. it's not happening, and yeah. none of them know what to do. And my aunts are all calling me, like, can you call them and help them figure out what their passions are? And because it's so hard. My, my, my aunts wow. are always like, NFL stands for not for long. NFL is a rough one. I it's feel hard. Like. Yeah. yeah. It is. It is. Oh my gosh. All right, you guys ready? Let's do okay, it. Okay, so we have a part of our podcast, a segment called What Would You Do? Okay. And so we started off singing. This song, Sade, hit it. Oh, she wants me to sing. You know the City High song? What would you, you do if your son was at home? Crying alone on the bedroom floor. You guys sound good. hungry. <laughs> and the only way I'd be to miss her. Feel free to hop in. You don't want to hear my voice. I run track. I'm not singing. what I know. I'm killing it, though. We do not own the rights to this song. I'm just going to start saying this often because I'm like, the bigger and bigger this gets, I just feel City High. They're going to down all our episodes. But anywho, so this young lady does not want us to share her name. I think I'm going to name her Z- somewhat as Z- Zaire. Zaire. <laughs> that was <laughs> so random. Okay. Zaza. Who was the we were talking about today? Zaza. 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 Not a woman, it's a child. I just wanted it to be something with a Z. So... Uh, what I name her? Zaira. Um, yeah. She says, hey, BGT. I'm a very driven career woman. I guess you could say climbing the corporate ladder, but I'm trying to build my own path. I want to go back to school to get my MBA in another state. And my husband is reluctant. Reluctant. I know none of you are married, but you seem very strong-willed. What would you do? How would you have this conversation? Thank you. Oh. But this, I'm, glad, I'm like, I'm going to save this for somebody who we married and knows what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for me, I mean, I guess the way that I would approach it, I feel like when I have like a goal or something, it has to be like a goal together as like a family. That's why I see it. Mm. Like my goals should be your, like I want my goals to be like my partner's goals as mm-hmm. well. And I think that like when you're both on board with that, even though like, 
you have to sacrifice. Like mm-hmm. it might not be like, like he might not want to move wherever um, or be in support of that, but for the co- like for the common goal, like you do what you have to do. So I think you just have the conversation and then like you figure out like how is the compromise gonna happen? Like hopefully it's in your favor, mm-hmm. but even if it's not right away, I feel like sometimes it's a timing thing mm-hmm. or, you know, just like, you know, figuring how it works for you guys. But I think it's like, how, how you do it with your partner, you know? But for me, I feel like I want shared goals. You know, I mm. want us to both like want to achieve. And sometimes that means me sacrificing. And sometimes yeah. that means my partner sacrificing, but like, we're going to do it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love what you said about ego in your relationship, because I feel like that is so challenging mm-hmm. on both sides. Like relationships often hold a mirror to your face and you have to like break down all those things. Yes. And so like in her case, I don't know, she was like, I'm career driven, this yeah, and that. Yeah. And so she probably is like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I want to do. And like has like all that in mind. But I wonder what are your husband's goals and like yeah. how to your point, can you compromise and find that that balance? But I feel like often, sometimes it's really challenging as women because it always feels like we We're are the, the ones, ones to bend. Yeah, yeah, we have to like yeah. bend and, and mold. So it's like, it's a challenge. I was telling them my mom, I was just having a conversation with my mom. She was like, well, you know, they're not bright. Men, they're not all together there. You really got to help them. And I was like, She's like, gotta the best of the worst. Yeah, basically. And I was like, Mom. And she was like, I don't mean to say it like that, but she's like, you know, they're they're just not where we're at. <laughs> and I think sometimes you have to like voice that though. Like, no, I have been the one to bend like a lot of times. Mm. And like I have like I do do a lot for the family. Like this is something that's really important to me. Like this mm. means a lot. Like, don't be afraid to like say how much it means to you. Um, because I think like hopefully you know your spouse can appreciate that and like mm-hmm. want what you want as well yeah i don't do you guys watch married to medicine no no but you told us about this that's my show <laughs> i'm like all these black doctors although sometimes they act a little silly I was like, <laughs> um but there's a there's a doctor on there who's like incredible she's like mm. she's like a, a real life superwoman she was mm. in the military she can fly planes she's a doctor i'm like and she's a black woman it's very cool so she wanted to go back to school to study public health and the best program was some program in houston and she's from atlanta Mm. and you know basically it was starting all this drama in her family and then she just quit the program because she was like Mm. i'm gonna lose my husband and i was like but it's so shitty that like he just couldn't support you i don't know yeah. But she was like, and she even said it. She was like, if it were you, I would like have Absolutely. your back. Yeah. And like, you're Damn. like guilting me. The kids are guilting me. Everyone's guilting me. You know, and, and we hear that from working moms and yeah, it's such a hard moms. balance. Like, yeah. it really is. Because I think sometimes you do feel guilty, like going after a dream really hard because it does mean that you're not as present or it, you're sacrificing an area. So it is like that balance is tough. And I don't know like like who has the answers you know like what's the right way to do it like i think we're all like figuring it out yeah yeah but it's like damn you held the baby inside of you for (laughs) nine months your husband was probably drinking (laughs) you can't do that that. breastfed your body's different come on now it's your turn sir yeah and i don't know i think that there could be an interesting dynamic that could come out of this relationship like now you're kind of like in a long distance thing but maybe 
I don't know. My mom had a um, like a two year. She was a chair of entrepreneurship at Howard, so she mm. was like in DC Monday through Friday, and then my dad would just like come chill with her on the weekends, and it's just like mm-hmm. the dynamic changer. They do like little staycations in the city. I don't know. That's like make spice it kind up of, their relationship. Yeah, make it kind of People spicy, make, make it, it work. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for it sure. It's for the greater good. Exactly. At the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. I think the interesting part there is like, what is the f- the underlying fear maybe that mm-hmm. he may have? Like, why is he reluctant? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, it point, like yeah. something about the distance that makes him afraid mm-hmm. or he, I don't know. Like that's, Oh, is he threatened I, by the growth that could happen? I don't know. Yeah. Away? I always try to think like, what's the root cause analysis of this? Because like, we're all sitting here like, it's not that hard. Yeah, but right. that's true. then yeah. when you like flesh it out, it's like, okay, there's something there. Like I had a conversation re- recently with an ex of mine mm. and <laughs> moving, da, 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 whatever. <laughs> Our long distance didn't work out. And he told me he thought it was because I was going to like, meet someone newer mm. and better and i was like hmm. insecurity i was like where did that come from so i don't know think about it have an open honest yeah. conversation try to get to the yeah and develop a plan that maybe he can find some comfort oh put together a powerpoint your career yeah. driven but I, I would think even me i would have to have a plan for myself because i would also be like yes this is an amazing opportunity but i don't want to leave my I don't want to yeah. be away from you. Exactly. So, like, what do, what can we develop that we can both feel comfortable? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Agreed. We got yeah. you, Zaira. <laughs> and jumping off of Zaira's, what would you do? I just have a side question for a friend that I also asked Amanda about. Oh. Do you have any thoughts on therapy and like couples therapy or individual therapy or I, both? <laughs> um. So I have experience with just their like therapy myself. I think okay. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. It wasn't until probably the last, gosh, year and a half or so, um, my brother was like a huge advocate. He was like, "You, this will change your life. Like, it's so good. And I feel like just in the black community, we're just like, mm-hmm. kind of like, we just, we can deal with our stuff. Right. Um, like, I'm not crazy. Yeah. Especially if you grew up in the church. Exactly. Right? Mm. Exactly. So there's so many preconceived ideas about it. But um, I think it's so good to talk to someone who has no judgment, has no connection to you. Like it's, it's just so healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I think it would be great for couples as well. Like I haven't, um, I don't have experience with that, but just having gone to therapy by myself, I think it would be really healthy for a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you even grow more like because of that. So it would totally be something I would be into. Mm, you should tell that to your friend. The, your friend has not heard it from two different people. That, that's something that they should Multiple consider. Multiple people think that that's a good idea All right. for your friend. I'll tell her. <laughs> I'll let her know. Sometimes I think you just have to like try it because like I yeah. was super like oh, I'm just. I just feel like such a strong person. Like I don't need anybody to help me with anything. Yeah. Um, but then I think it's just like when you do do it, it's something completely different than what I thought it was. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just like imagine, well, my friend just imagines like a person <laughs> <laughs> like in a room telling you you have all these issues that you don't have. And then all of a sudden you're like, damn, I have all these issues. I didn't even know I had. And then yeah. you're just running around thinking you have all these issues. Uh. I don't. You'll, you'll be surprised. Okay. I don't think it works or your friend way. will my be friend. surprised. Right. Right. <laughs> your friend will be. Oh my god! Um, uh, the final segment of our show is um, black girl doing shit. So we just highlight a black girl 
that's like killing it, inspiring, and that is you. Oh, yes. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. This oh, has been seriously. Thank you guys fantastic. for having me. It's been great to talk to you. Yeah. This has been awesome. We've learned so much, and I think that your story, like, is inspiring in so many different aspects because like while it's like oh whoa like she's on a whole other level like olympian it's also like no you're no. you're a woman she's you're a, a black woman, woman you're mm-hmm. just like us so and sure. maybe you can share your workout plan yes I'm your workout. Workout. and i'm like, yeah. hmm, like you whenever great. you guys are here come out come run with me like, yes <laughs> that is so cool. i would love to black girls black running run. yeah black girls okay. running okay i don't know about the run <laughs> But we, we could, could do, do other other stuff. We could lift. We could, yes. you know, black girls lift. We could hike. We could, okay. we could get black it in. And, yeah, <laughs> with proper sneakers. Black girls right. working out. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So Wait, awesome. one last question before oh. you go. Yeah. Um, your hair looks incredible. <laughs> How do you work out and keep your edges so smooth? Yes. Yo. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I do not. The reasons I don't. I do not straighten my hair often. Um, I I love wearing my hair natural, and that's usually how it is. Um, And then I straighten it from time to time, but it will not last. I will sweat it out with one workout, Mm. so it's just not practical for me. Um, I wear braids a lot. I do Mm, twist outs. I bun it up. Like I I go through all the styles. So, um, but yeah, every now and then I'll straighten it. All right. So if you work out, I, know, I don't have the any edges tips. Might, that yeah. Yeah. The edges might. It's a struggle. It's okay, girl. Just slick a little control no, on it. Yeah. Baby trust styler. Yeah. <laughs> That's a brand we partnered with. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for coming. Thank we really you for appreciate it. Me. Oh, and where and, can the listeners find you? Oh yeah. Oh, um, just like social. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Not in the share streets. With us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh. um, yeah. My Instagram's af85. Um, on Twitter, I'm just Allison Felix. Um, and yeah, awesome. <laughs> I don't really have anything else to promote right now. <laughs> well, yay! Tell ba- the baby we said hi. I will. Yeah. Being like, I sweetie. hope she'll bring her. I know. I really know. thought she was. Coming. She would have been all over this microphone. I know. I was like, like I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It may not have worked so great. <laughs> um, what are we supposed to say? Uh, yeah, this a has been comment. Yeah. Sub- uh, you do it. This has yeah. been another episode of Black Girls Texting. Yes. <laughs> that sounded good, right? Yeah. Uh, see, I lost it. And email us if you have any. What would you do's at hello at blackgirlstexting or if you have a, com. Oh, or a black uh, girl doing shit that you would like us to, to share. highlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or or reach out to to speak to. Um, also follow us on our social at Black Girls Texting on Instagram, and we're on Triller now. Oh, the <laughs> girls thriller. are on the Triller, Thriller, whatever the kids are doing. We we uh wooing, wooing. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to stay hip. <laughs> uh, Great, y'all. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.